0: Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil karim wa Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome once again to the fiqh program and uh, we will be obviously discussing the fiqh rulings and the diniyat rulings of Islam those that are related to our day-to-day masla and masail and certain aspects of taharat, cleanliness, wudu, ghusl, and all of these things which we have to carry out in our daily lives. So continuing from where we left off last week, we mentioned the ruling of wudu and the fadail of it as well. Uh, the ruling of wudu, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an Karim kareem بَعْدَ Billahi بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُمْتُم إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَغْصِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَرَافِقِ وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَرُجُلَكُمْ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned in this particular ayah and this is where the arkanul wudu have been derived from that is the farayad and the obligatory acts of wudu has been uh, derived from this particular ayah in surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs that the face, the hands, the feet and masah of the head should be made in order for a person's ghus, uh, for a person's wudu to be made. nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned in a hadith that is narrated in Bukhari Sharif as well as Muslim Sharif La yaqbalu salata ahadikum idha ahdatha hatta yatawadda that a person's salat will not be accepted if he is in a state of hadath of minor impurity until he makes wudu, and he does ablution. Our wudu is necessary if a person wants to read salah. For salah is not accepted except with wudu. And also, it is not permissible to touch the quran kareem, to touch the Quranic kareem without wudu also if a person is reading janaza salah janaza salah also is necessary to have wudu in order to perform janaza salah as well as making sajda tilawat we know there are certain ayats in the quran kareem where if a person reads those ayat then he has to make a sajda so that particular sajda tilawat also requires that a person have and be in a state of wudu but wudu is only uh, wajib when the following conditions are found. That is that a person must be in a state of bulugh. That means he must be a matured person as far as Islam is concerned. That means when he has reached an age of puberty, either by physical signs of, of, of puberty or... Uh, As far as the Shariat is concerned, when a boy reaches the age of 15, a girl when she reaches the age of 13, then if there are no other signs previous to this of their bulug, of their maturity, then at this particular age, at the onset of this uh, Islamic age, when they turn 15 Islamically, not um, according to the Roman calendar or the English calendar that we use but the or the gregorian calendar but rather the islamic calendar when they reach the age of 15 years old then they will be understood to be mature and they will be understood to be baligh and at this point this is when wudu will become wajib on that child that for reading salah and for 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 touching the quran kareem etc now we say this that it is only wajib for them at that particular age but we must remember that with like everything with a child if a child is not taught Uh, these particular aspects, then we cannot expect it to be like a light switch that when he's 15 years old, then we'll just press a switch and all of a sudden he'll be able to make wudu and read salah and everything at the turn of a button. But no, this has to be obviously inculcated into a child long before a child is baligh, long before a child is baligh and uh, mature. So when it comes to salah, for example, when it comes to wudu, these things have to be inculcated into the child's life and to be, the child has to be trained from an early age to read salah correctly, how to make wudu, the practical demonstrations of salah and wudu, which is an integral aspect of this type of masail. One is the theory and um, the, the practical demonstration and the teaching has to be done uh, so that the child understands with regard to how to carry out these uh, specific ibadat. Nabiya kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself has mentioned in a hadith that we should encourage our children to start reading salah from the age of seven and we should admonish them if by the age of ten they are not reading their salah. This is the training that is required so that when that child does eventually become baligh and mature then he is already well trained or she is already well trained with these aspects of salah and wudu, and ghusl, etc., etc. So yes, it will only be wajib on a child for wudu to be made once they reach the age of puberty, but we encourage them from a young age that even when they are touching the Quran, like basically when they go to the madrasas and from the age of nine already, you can say between the ages of eight and nine, eight to 10, this is when they actually come onto Quran itself. Before this, they do that towards reading Qur'an or yassarna al-Qur'an or whatever the small kitabs are. Even there, we should encourage them to make wudu. But once they come on to Qur'an itself and they start with uh, the five Jews, for example, then it is important for them to have a wudu whenever they touch in the Qur'an. Encourage that and let us inculcate that in them, that they know that I cannot read Salah without wudu. I cannot touch the Qur'an Sharif without wudu. Uh, the second condition is that a person should be sane, so wudu is not compulsory on a person who is insane. A person has to be a Muslim, so wudu is not obviously wajib on a person who is a kafir. wujudul hadath al azgar a person must, have, must be in a state of hadath al this is when wudu will be uh, necessary. If a person is in a state of hadath akbar that means after having relations, With their spouses etc and now ghusl has become wajib then obviously by making wudu which is encouraged also at this particular time let me add that even when a person is in a state of hadith akbar that means he is in a state now which necessitates a bath and a ghusl the ulama have mentioned that even if he cannot make a ghusl at that particular time if he's going to sleep he should try at least to make wudu and sleep in this in the state of purity, it's not, he will not be park. he will not be able to obviously read salah or touch the Quran or even read the Quran in that state, but at least he will be in a some in some form of purity and that is why it is encouraged to even make wudu, even when we're making ghusl. also, just a quick maslah before we continue, that a person should make wudu before making ghusl. this is also a mustahab and a sunnah to make the wudu before the ghusl. Continuing with the uh, Adab and the aspects of Wudu, we'll, I would like to just focus on a few things with regard to Wudu itself um, before we actually go on to the practicals or rather rather than practical, let's say we go through the theory of how the Wudu will be made. And when we go through the theory of how the Wudu will be made, we must be, uh, uh, or must take note that this includes all the aspects of wudu. When we discuss the method of wudu, it will be taking into account all the aspects of wudu, that is the faraid also, as well as the sunnat uh, aspects of the wudu. For example, just to make you understand quickly, if a person has to wash his face one time, from earlobe to earlobe, and from the top of the forehead till the bottom of the chin, uh, as far as the fard of wudu is concerned, it will be correct, it will be permissible. But when we are discussing the method of wudu, we will mention that it needs to be wa- washed three times. If a person washes it one time, wudu, like we mentioned from that ayat of the quran Karim, kareem which we discussed in the beginning, that if a person uh, carries out the four arkan of wudu, the four faraid of wudu, then his wudu will be completed. What are the four faraid of wudu? The four farad of wudu is washing the face. That is from one earlobe to the other earlobe and from the top of the forehead to the bottom of the chin one time. This is the first farad. There are four farad. This is the first fard. The second fard is that a person must wash his hands, including his arms, up to and including his elbows. So he must wash his arms up to and including his elbows one time also. This is farad. Then to make Masah of quarter of the head, this is Fard. One time obviously, Masah is made one time. And to wash the feet up to and including the ankles is also Fard, to wash it one time. But when we will be discussing the Wudu, we will be discussing it with the Sunnah as well. Which means that when we talk about the washing of the face and the washing of the hands, the washing of the feet, we will be mentioning that it should be washed three times. Now washing of these lambs three times is what makes it sunnah. But washing it one time is fard. That means if a person had to wash his face, his hands including his elbows, he make of quarter of the head and wash his feet one time, up to and including the ankles, his wudu will be made because the faraid and the necessary and obligatory limbs of the body have been washed one time and therefore his wudu will be complete. But the extra reward comes into play when a person makes his wudu according to the sunnat aspect. That means he makes his wudu according to the sunnat tariqah and way of Rasulullah so that is what we should aspire to. Yes, if a person is in a hurry or maybe or there is only a few minutes left for the time of salah to expire, etc. Then he can make a wudu in order to save a little bit of time in, so that he can read his salah before the time expires. Or if a person is going for a janazah salah, janazah salah we know is at a regulated time, it's at a certain time it's set. People will not wait longer than that. So a person can make a wudu just the faraid of wudu if there is water available there and if there is no water then a person can make the yamun quickly to join the janazah salah but it can be done in those instances but where we do have time then a person should make the wudu according to the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the sunnah method of how he made wudu and let us keep in mind also at this critical juncture given that we are going through so much of water restrictions and and even though alhamdulillah we've had so much of water so much of rains in the past week the certain parts of the country that still need rain may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue sending beneficial rain to us and not rain or, or not uh, harmful rain but even then too even though nabiy karim sallallahu wasallam would wash his lumps three times most of his limbs three times he would only use up to 750 milliliters of water per wudu. So the amounts of water that is being used for wudu, Ghusl and all our other activities, we should always use wudu sparingly. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned a hadith that even if you are making wudu at the bank of a river, you should not waste water. Now we know the abundance of water at the bank of a river, but Nabi Karim sallallahu is trying to teach us that do not waste wudu, do not inculcate a culture of wasting water, but rather preserve water. Use only that which is necessary. So in the sunnat way of making wudu, also Nabi Karim would use less than a liter of water for making wudu. And now, alhamdulillah, these muds are available, we see them everywhere. These muds have been designed to uh, hold that much of water, which was generally used by nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi for wudu so we can inshallah try to inculcate this that we don't waste water when making wudu but rather preserve water use water sparingly and uh, also at the same time we must ensure that all the lumps are washed properly inshallah we'll continue from here the time is up for this week hopefully allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us life. And inshallah, next week we'll continue from where we've stopped. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our efforts. May Allah ta'ala make it easy for all to understand. Jazakumullahu khairan for joining the program. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.